Welcome to the Three Halves Make a Whole podcast and this is our program that we like to call the Three Halves Film Review. This week we are going to review a film called It Man that came out in 2008. My name is Jason. I'm Jordan. And I'm John. And let's get right into it. So, It Man 2008. I'm going to say like kind of like a brief summary of what happened that I'm going to make up in my brain. So what happens in Ape Man? Oh yeah. Oh yes. I like to bring it out on special occasions. So what happens in Ape Man 2008? The movie starts and it's pretty, pretty Fushan. There's fighting, 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 and then doom and gloom because Japan invades China. Whoa, I don't know where. And then there's fighting and then there's fighting and then there's fighting. Then someone gets shot. And then there's fighting, and then there's fighting, there's fighting. And then another person gets shops. Shops? <laughs> another person gets shot. <laughs> and the movie ends. There we go. That's all you need to know about the movie. So, pretty much. Um, personally, I love this movie. Okay, I have seen this movie over 10 times. Okay. So, John, um, how many times have you seen Ip Man? I have seen it, man, one and one tenth of a time. <laughs> Why? Why one tenth? One tenth. So I stuck. So I originally went to go and watch this um, with my brother and my dad, and I got a tenth into the film, and they got annoyed that they were having to read the subtitles, oh. and they tried to turn it to the English um, dub, and I said, "No, I don't want it." tainted by the dub because we li- I listened to about a minute of the dub and the dub isn't very good sorry um, but then I watched it on my own in Cantonese with the subtitles and I absolutely adored it mm-hmm. I think it was probably one of the best films I've seen in a long while yeah um, like your, your, your brother and your dad may be lovely people but they are uncultured yeah. uncultured <laughs> swine <laughs> is that your bias showing Jason uh, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, how many times have you seen it, man? I have seen it exactly one time. Um, okay, maybe I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to... Comparatively to John on. and I's viewings, yes. I have a confession to make, though. Oh. <gasps> Dramatic music insert here. Bum, bum. Right, I've, I love this movie. I've seen it so many times, and I watch it so many times after that. But when I went to rewatch it, for the, for the podcast. I was really tired. And I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> oh, this I is, felt this so is unprecedented for this podcast. I fell asleep just before that, mas- that old master gets shot. I fell asleep before the best part of the movie. Literally paused the movie because I'm like, I know I'm falling asleep and I can't fall asleep during this. So I paused the movie. Oh, I feel so bad. So... That is, I you, hope you guys can, can forgive me. No, you don't, don't get forgiveness I, here. No, this this is a what? serious endeavor. I hope Ip Man rises from his grave and kicks you in the face <laughs> for this. <laughs> oh, don't do it, Ip Man, please. Um, please do it. <laughs> John, can you give us some background information about Ip Man? So I can't give much because I did my research a while ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. But 
Um, so Ip Man was a martial artist back in China who fled to Hong Kong after the um, Japanese invasion of China during the Second World War. Um, he that's where he's this film's about him kind of this origins of Ip Man. So he had a unique fighting style called um, oh Wing Chun, Wing Chun, Wing Chun, Wing Chun. Wing Chun, sorry for but yeah. multiple times. <laughs> Wing Chun, um, and it was taught to people like Bruce Lee, and it's a very popular style of martial arts, and it's used in a lot of films nowadays, from what I can tell. Yeah, Wing Chun is especially because of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee studied under a, a lot of people and developed his own style, but one person he was either the longest or spent a really long time studying under was Ip Man. Yeah, Wing Chun's kind of like the now the norm, I think, for uh, kung kung fu. A lot. If you go to learn kung fu somewhere, it's probably gonna be Wing Chun. Alrighty, I think we kind of already covered this, but let's just say it for one last time. Jordan, did you like this movie? Yes. John, did you like this movie? One hundred and ten percent. Even though that's not how percentages work. <laughs> Jason, Jason, do you like this movie? I love this movie. Love this movie. Jordan, tell us what your yeah. thoughts are. I really enjoyed it, but there are a couple of things that I didn't enjoy about it that no. I know Jason is no. going to say I'm wrong about. You're, you're wrong not. already. No, you're wrong already. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I will, I'll give it two stars and a wish. Which isn't oh god, we're thing. not back in bloody school. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, no, but I will say I love the way that the masters are very oversure of themselves and cocky until the out of town has come and absolutely wipe the floor with them, and it kind of puts them all back in their place. That to me, phenomenal, because that's that is just something that I like. I hate situations where everyone's like i could beat everyone and then i like it when they get put in their place it, i don't know why it it makes me happy because <laughs> <laughs> they did definitely seem very very cocky and they're like oh these out of towners and and you get one of them who like sees the other master get beat up and he runs away <laughs> right he hides he runs away and gets a weapon <laughs> yeah well you, you would do wouldn't you you're a master you, you are a bit like especially with all your students there you have to be a little bit like, yeah, oh, feel, yeah, well, sure, right. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the fear of being beaten in front of your students is possibly the worst thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the fact that they were like, I'm just going to go get a weapon, and he still gets beaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had time to prepare and had a, a bloody weapon. And yeah. still can we just, before we continue, can we just honour the choreography for the fights? Oh, fantastic. they are... Honestly, I'm now re-watching Western movies and I'm like, this isn't right. This is boring. So on that, uh, the choreographer for this was a guy called Sammo Hung. Okay. And Sammo Hung is an absolute legend. Okay. He's really good friends with Jackie Chan and they've done loads of movies together. And if you are uncultured and... You know, you'd think of Jackie Chan movies, and if you know the movie Around the World in 80 Days, Jackie Chan plays Passport 2. 
uh, Sammo Hong is the the kind of the fat guy who stops Jackie Chan from like rolling away when he's like got his butt stuck in something in China. That's Sammo Hung. And um, Sammo Hung is so good. He's, he actually plays a character in the second movie, which oh, I can't is. wait to, which I can't wait to get to. And um, Jordan has seen it, man, too. And I, I could just see him face just lit up. He was so confused, like, who? And then he just, and then, yeah, uh, I know who you mean. Yeah. Uh, choreography is amazing. But not only the choreography, it is the sign design with it. Yeah, because it's like watching a dance at some points. It's genuinely mm. that beautiful to watch. Even mm. in the training, the, at the very start, and the new master comes to town and um, he goes for a private match with Ip Man. And you can just tell in the fighting that it's Ip Man's holding back. You can feel it in the sound design, in the choreography. Mm-hmm. So that when you see when the outer towners come in, and actually start fighting, you feel that first punch so yeah. much heavier because you've just seen, oh, it's going to be this sort of... Because it lulls you into a sense that it's just going to be training matches where they aren't really going to be hurting each other. Mm-hmm. So when the out-of-towners come in and that first punch lands, you're like, oh my gosh. Well, there's only... Even in the out-of-towners, he was still holding back because he was fighting to begin with and the the outer trainer starts breaking things. Oh, Ip no, Man's... no, I meant the, um, sorry, I meant not Ip Man, sorry. I meant um, you could tell uh, when the first punch gets thrown against the other master. So you could tell Ip Man and um, the master's fight was very uh, friendly, a duel, not, mm-hmm. they weren't trying to hurt to each other. So when the outer towner came in and actually punched, it felt real and it felt painful and not against Ip Man. I mean, the outer oh. towner against the first master. Right. So that just the position of oh, we've just seen them fighting, and I thought, oh, maybe the choreography is beautiful, but maybe it's going to feel um, unreal. But that first punch and that first fight really ups, really upset that balance in my mind and made me go, no, actually, we're going to have a really intense, well choreographed, well designed series of fights on our hands. And when he fight, it man fights ten people in one go. Oh, we'll oh, get we'll we'll get, get to, that. to that. We'll we'll but get to that. Just just oh. adding on to your comment, John. Like I I I noted the different fighting styles of like between the masters and our towners. The masters is very like respectful, like methodical, clean. The our towners is really animalistic and aggressive. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. that sh- that is a testament to how good the choreography is. That you can see visually, there's the difference between like just pure aggression and like methodical like slowly like you know people who i don't know where i'm going with this but there's a difference yeah (laughs) i think what this movie does so well is it holds back it doesn't Mm. give everything away like john like 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 you were saying at the very beginning of the fight he's holding back so we don't see people getting hurt in the very first fight we see it man holding back but because he's holding back we see how good he is at the same time and then when we get that first instance of you know someone getting hit we're like oh wow okay we've already seen like a few like a fight or a few already and someone's i truly believe it is the sound design Mm -hmm. that goes a lot of people have said in the past like the sound design in this makes it because it makes everything seem so heavy and fluid whenever the cloth whenever 
art. I would, um, sorry, just to add to your point, I'd also argue the cinematography in the fight scenes is beyond amazing. Because in Western films, we have this horrible tendency to go, whoa, we're shaking the camera. But <laughs> this, the <laughs> shots are perfectly aimed. They're perfectly aligned and they move fluidly. It's like watching them fight and it feels like the camera is almost an extension of the fight. And it's, it's genuinely beautiful to yeah, watch. It's, that is the reason why I love Eastern cinema because they understand action. Mm-hmm. With Western, I just, I just can't. It looks like a good fight, but I can't. Right, we all have theater backgrounds and I've got a lot of backgrounds in tech. First rule of lighting is lighting the actors so they can see. So the audience can see the actors. If you can't see the actors, what is the bloody point? In Western cinema, if it's all shaky cam, we can't see it. So if we can't see it, we're not, it's not happening. And and I think that is is why Western fights are so bad or why they do it is because the, let's say certain films, uh, or I'll, I'll go with the show, Game of Thrones, the fight, First fight between Brianna Tarth and the Hound. Oh, yeah. Right. If you haven't seen it, it is just cut, cut. It keeps cutting, and the sword play is horrific. And these two are supposed to be master swordsmen in that realm in Westeros. So they keep cutting it, and you can tell it's bad. And it comes across as bad because there's shaky cam, there's cuts galore, whereas stuff like It Man. It's very smooth. It's very linear. You can tell what's going on. You can feel the punches. You can see the physical contact between each movement. There's something very important to distinguish as well is that in Western cinema, this has suddenly turned into Western versus Eastern, (laughs) but uh, I didn't mean it to, but in Western cinema, let's take when they haven't really done shaky cam in, um, oh, which Star Wars? Star Wars, um, The Last Jedi, the film. In the throne room scene, that, is actually well placed you can see what's yeah. going on but you can tell between say it man's first fight with the uh, new um grandmaster mm-hmm. he, their fight it's very well choreographed it's well rehearsed it you clearly can see they have spent weeks maybe even months just making sure that each punch is right every single movement every single step is perfect but you then you watch the last jedi and you just see Oh, she's Mr. Q. I'm just going to spin this knife for a bit longer. Mm. Oh, that knife would kill him. Let's CGI it out, even though we've clearly made a display of him. Let's have this one character who's been kicked to the foreground have to stand and awkwardly wait to go back in because they've missed their marks. And that's just the difference I noticed from being exposed to um, different types of Eastern cinema and Western. And you just notice that it's care. And I think Western cinema, sometimes it feels like they're trying to get to deadlines rather than make something they love. Yeah. Like um, I'm, I'm, I am a massive fan of Jackie Chan. I think Jackie Chan is the best actor in the world. Okay. Are you Jason? We would have never known. Yeah. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that. I'm such a big fan. Um, The thing about Jackie is he, will spend hours and hours on the same take just to get that perfect one. And I've seen a lot of Jackie interviews and he says in action, if you want to show the real impact of a hit, because a lot of times in action films, as we all know, is whenever someone goes to punch somebody in the face, they will go, they will cut to a close up of the punch Mm -hmm. of, of impact. 
Um, but Western cinemas, what they'll do is they'll do the punch and then they'll cut to where the same point is of the fist and then hit. Okay. Um, but Jackie says, if you're editing, go from a bit before the punch. So it's kind of like a, it goes and comes back again. But he says, because it's so quick, you feel more impact and you see more of the punch. And if you watch any of his movies, it's real. We can see it plain as day that everything looks better. And if I'm not yes. mistaken, in Eastern cinema, a lot of the time, the stunt actors or like the people who are fighting get paid more to take punches. So I don't well... know if this is in all of them, but in some films, from what I've heard and read about, they will actually punch them. Maybe not full power, but to make maybe, it maybe in like like in older movies. Okay. Nowadays, it's not necessarily the company pays them. I know Donnie Yen, who is in mm. It Man, likes to pay stunt people out of his own pocket right. to be like, "Hey, if I pay you, you know, like take the hit. five 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 hundred thousand <laughs> pound." Can I knock you out for real? Right. <laughs> Can I hit you for real? That's who I was referencing yeah. with regards to this. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't wanna didn't wanna name names, but yeah. I'm he has been names. known to pay people in order to, you know, actually hit them <laughs> and do the and moves that he's doing on screen to them. But the thing is, for some people, especially because some people might be, you know, wanting to make it in, you know, right. be bigger because Jackie Chan was a stuntman in loads of Bruce Lee movies, so and so was Samo. Is if you get a real punch in the face that's a close-up so it all works out i feel like we've kind of gotten off track uh, uh, yes i know how to bring this back comedy in it man is one of the best placed unexpectedly funny films i've watched um i thought genuinely some of the comedic timing in this was hilarious and i didn't expect it to be a funny film is this like at the beginning or yeah Oh yeah, at the very beginning. It's not funny throughout, um, yeah. but in the opening of the film, for the first 20-30 minutes, it is probably one of the best comedies I've seen, and I think some <laughs> some comedy makers should just go and watch this, and so they know how to do timing, because uh, Wendy Out of Towner comes in, they're fighting in Ip Man's home, and just as we're getting to the height of the action, the height of the fight, a trike and his little child <laughs> cycles in oh. and just says, mommy says you're going to break everything and then cycles out. Oh, no, no, no. What he actually says is, uh, mommy says, if you don't start fighting, you're going to break everything in the house. Yes, sorry. <laughs> and and yes. that kind of is a turning point in the fight. Yeah, because it's an insult mm-hmm. to him. And then it man rolls up his sleeves. Sorry. I'm if you yes. want quotes. But it's such a well-timed moment because the action was getting so heavy and it just subverts that expectation that we're just going to see them continuing to fight. But it also plays into the narrative of now he's actually trying and he's actually going to beat this out of town hard. And it's great. I genuinely loved it. I, there were so many minute, moments in the opening that I cackled audibly to. And I don't normally audibly cackle. <laughs> Going on to uh, something I noticed going to that, when Jason, when you just mentioned he rolls his sleeves up, I don't know if it's just me, or but whenever he's really about to, you know, kick some ass, he rolls his sleeves up. As mm-hmm. if to say, right, now it's time to, you know, properly to. get down to it. There's just so many subtle things. Oh, this movie is just so <laughs> good. Oh, and the subtle oh, change in the um, 
the soundtrack as well when he mm. rolls his sleeves up. He has his it man has I think two themes basically. One when he's not for his fights, when he's not fighting properly, and then when he rolls his sleeves up, and it's just a subtle change in mm. the music, and it's oh yeah, oh it's just if you haven't watched this movie, please, 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 uh, yeah, I would watch say it. Let, watch it. Let's continue oh, on though in the story. Sorry to that sudden change. Yeah. Oh my God, that hit me like days. a ton of bricks. Yeah, because you guys weren't expecting it. No, I was not expecting I, it. I knew slightest. nothing. I genuinely didn't know anything going into this film. And I thought Ip Man was a made up, fictitious person before watching this film. I thought it was just a um, generic Kung Fu film sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's so much more. Yeah. There is, there is such... In, with cinematography, there is such a big color difference between the opening of the film and the moment you get those subtitles about Japan invading, and the sudden decline of population as well. Yeah, I think it was from three hundred thousand to seventy thousand. Yes, like that, yeah. Th- that sounds right. That, like, I'm going to be honest, that hit me like a ton of bricks. It is horrifying but beautiful at the same time. It's done so well. It's done so tactically. Oh, this movie's so good. Like from beautiful vibrant colors of like the opening like the very opening when you've got the uh, dragons and the fireworks and all that then the immediate lifeless gray muted tones it kind of like i wasn't like like you said jason i wasn't expecting it so when that happened i was awestruck i would say mm-hmm. is the word i'd use because that is mm. it was stunning and hats off to the like you know cinematographers because that was beautiful well the thing is is what I love about that that kind of second half, it's more like the second three quarters, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's like the, yeah. So the last three quarters, and what I love is that they don't, they never tell you exactly where they are in Fushan, but if you look really closely, if, if you guys go and watch it again, look really closely and you'll be like, oh my God, that's that place. I remember when that looked like before, like at the very mm. end, you probably already noticed this, the very end whenever they fight the general, that's in where all the martial arts yeah, schools were. Um, and you're just like, oh my God, this changed so much. Like I saw this before and it looks like this. Oh, I love that. I think that's the thing. If you were to watch it multiple times, you would spot all these little things that you wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, the high, uh, the main high street where he was being offered and given things for free after mm-hmm. he fought the out-of-towners, later on he is walking down that and two trucks full of Japanese soldiers roll down next to him. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, that's the same area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, the, the, the stark difference between them. I think it's this is the time I have to mention it. There is one thing that I thought the film did very poorly. There was a lot. Whoa, of... whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. whoa, Jason. Jason, I have to, Jason. There was a lot of overdubbed lines in this film, and they didn't match the movements very well of the lips. I don't speak Cantonese, but I could tell that the audio was slightly off when lips were moving, when sounds were being made, or weren't being made. Sorry. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And if we, if we're going to quickly jump to things that we didn't like about it, I'm very sorry, Jason. I know it's a film and there's a suspension of disbelief, but at the very end, when they, when it man defeats the general and the people start 
being aggressive towards the soldiers, the Japanese had a history of whenever there was any aggression towards them of murdering everyone. And the fact that I know is if film Spencer display the fact that, that like there wasn't even a hint of them being aggressive back was kind of it took me out of it at that very last bit. Well, but their general had just been beat up. So they've got no direction. So maybe they were like, uh, and, well, okay, what do we do right now? Um, and really we have sure. to acknowledge that um, the other general, General Sato, which is the rat-looking man <laughs> with mm-hmm. glasses, had just been shot by um, the police commissioner from the start yeah. of the film. I think that's what that, that exact moment you've just discussed, John, is what took me out of it. Because both of their mm. commanders had been, you know, defeated or killed. And no one decided, right, let's put this, like, opposition well, down. Like, well, I mean, but all the had. people were, like, holding their guns and, do you know what I mean? But they were overwhelmed. They were outnumbered. Yeah. There. It was a small troop. As And mm. something else I loved. I did love this. Was It was shown that General Sato was physically quite weak, even against the police commissioner before that. Yeah. So I loved that moment. It felt very retributive for his character, who had been classed as a traitor by his fellow um, it was kings, kingsmen. You called him, uh, what was it, General Sato? Um, that's not his yes. name. That's not his name anymore. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's now Lizard Man. Lizard Man. Lizard Man, of course. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I failed you all. The cathartic Lizard thing man. about it is Lizard Man, every moment he was beating the translator. Like, yeah. whenever he did something wrong, he was beating him, and you'd see him towards the end. He was always, like, bruised or bloody. And that catharsism, when he shoots, gets him to... He get, technically gets him to shoot himself. Yeah, because he takes his own gun and gets him to shoot him with that. Oh, it's... it's a masterpiece. So let's get back to where, where we left off. So it just started. Um, Jap- uh, Japan's just uh, just invaded. Yeah, yep. just invaded. Just just for some historical context, this was before World War Two. They invaded, I believe. I believe it was just. Yeah, it, so it was time. just before the official start. Yeah, because, it is just before. Because Japan started invading places before World War Two started. I'm not very historical. Jordan might know more. Uh, yeah, but so that's I think in, kind of more some history to it. Japan invaded China and went through Manchuria, all of that kind of stuff. So they invaded before the the official outbreak, which realistically is the Western outbreak yeah. of the Second World War. Because when Japan was invading mm. places, it was just viewed as them not even going to war. They were just invading countries. Mm. Like the the West didn't view it as that. So until kind of the West half like officially went to war with each other, the world kind of didn't view it as a world war at all because it wasn't. Because what what's it called? It's like the Omni Japanese War or the Omni Japanese Invasion. There was a name, there was a name for that kind of. Uh, but I don't uh, know. I don't know. Maybe you can find it. The Sino-Japanese War is oh. what it was. It, what it was called, which was from seventh of July, nineteen thirty-seven, to the second of September, nineteen forty-five. The cool. Sino or Sino, I can't remember which one it is. I'm bad with pronunciation. Yeah. So, so, so that's just happened. Um, as I said, Ip Man has been cast out of his home, beautiful home, and is now you know, living off scraps. Before he had, like, all these servants and stuff. Now he's living on scraps just with his family. 
it's it kind of seems like a really humbling moment for Ip Man to be like that. Yeah. But he was already humble, so it wasn't really. I think it was less, I, I, I agree it was humbling, but I think it was more humbling in the sense of he, I'm going to be honest, he ignored his wife and a child for he the did. opening of that film. He, he was not a great father nor husband. And then, obviously, Japan invaded, and then he had to be. Yeah. So That's I think it was good, humbling yeah. in the sense of, oh, maybe Kung Fu isn't all that it, there is for me. My family need me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was one, there was a scene where they were eating together as a family, mm-hmm. and his son goes, didn't you used to practice Kung Fu? And he's like, yes. And the son's like, why don't you do it anymore? It's because when I exercise, I get more hungry. Mm-hmm. So he stopped practicing Wing Chun in order to save, you know, food for, for his family. It's, yeah. And he even, in certain moments, he even, uh, like, for instance, when he was working, later on he was working at a coal mine, he saves his baked potato for his family so they didn't go as hungry. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, whenever he... Okay, right, can we talk about the best scene in the movie? Because this brings me to my next point. Is this... So so we're jumping forward once again. (laughs) It's not that far forward. Not much else happens. No. No. Not much else happens. So... Whenever the we we get to the scene where it's in some house and it man is at this house and he sees that old master that he had a practice fight at the beginning get shot and the the master he gets shot in the head and his head lands on his bag of rice very very <laughs> very dramatic um, but beautiful and his blood seeps onto the Right, and Ip Man goes, I'm going to fight you all. And he fights 10 people. And after he defeats 10 people, he gets 10 bags of rice because he defeated 10. Mm-hmm. And before the fight, Ip Man takes out his baked potato and sets it aside. And after he wins the fight, he doesn't take those 10 bags of rice. He goes over, takes up a bag of rice that was meant for the old master. The, and I the baked add, potato. Was covered in blood. Yes, was covered in blood. Picked up his baked potato. And he said this, um, general, um, the general said, who are you? And the man replies with, I'm just a Chinese man. That fight, though, holy hell, that was as brutal as You guys as I were not prepared for that. No, I wasn't. Because that's that the first was... time that we see it, man, actually, like you said earlier, actually have emotion and actually be angry. And you could, fe- you could feel it. Even without being in that moment, you could feel like the change in his temperament. Mm-hmm. Because someone he respected and viewed as an equal, maybe yeah, I'd say he viewed as an equal, maybe not in Kung Fu, but as a person. He watched him, one, get killed, and two, get beaten up. And then he's like, okay, I'm going. And then he watched him get killed for no reason. So yeah, yeah, he's gonna be angry and want revenge, and that's just but, uh, what it was. But what I loved about that scene even more was it was so clear that there was so much more going on there because that's when he twigged that his other friend had been killed. Yeah. He was a student, wasn't yeah. a master, was just a student, and he, it's also that disrespect and how much uh, how dishonourable that kill had been. Um, yeah, that really just settled me that this was Ip Man. Being like, I'm taking no prisoners. Anyone who comes up here is dying. No, well, what I felt was, it was just, and they never mentioned this. They, I only really figured it out 
this time I watched it because I was really trying to analyze it. Did you fall it. asleep before this bit? Yeah, but then I watched it again. <laughs> I watched it again like a few days ago because I was like, oh, I felt bad. But throughout the whole movie, Ip Man's very, like, stays out of affairs. Um, it's mm. kind of like, he's, it's a kind of like, he's a bit up himself. Like, oh, I don't need to be involved in anything. Yes, I know I'm very talented, but I don't need to do anything about it. I'm not going to teach anyone. Um, and then even when the Japanese arrived, we didn't see him like go off to fight and stuff. So he stayed with his family because like, oh, I don't want to think about myself, myself, myself. He really does think about himself throughout this whole movie. And then whenever that happens, he realizes I can actually do something about this. And that is shown later on when he teaches all these people to, right. to fight. And then he goes over and try, sacrifices himself because his brother was about to get um, shot by the, by the Japanese because they wanted to find out where Ip Man was. And he sacrifices them again because he knows, like, well, right now I, I know I can do something to help. And at that moment, we changes whenever he says, this has to stop. And if, if, if nobody's going to do anything about it, then I am. It's great. It's just great storytelling. They don't even tell you. It's all, like, in the subtext. Oh. You know what's even better about, like, that scene? He doesn't even keep the rice. No. He, he gives it to the family of yeah. the master. Like, he, like... It, for him, it wasn't about the rice at that point. It wasn't about the food for his family. It was about good old-fashioned revenge. Yep. It's just, I've seen this movie over 10 times. I've seen that scene over 20. And <laughs> the, the 21st time I've seen it, and I watched it the other day, I still had goosebumps. I was like, holy shit. I fucking love this shit. It's... I, I don't I don't agree with you, Jordan, that you think it's um a revenge. I think it's more honor and uh event vengeance rather than revenge itself, because he doesn't go after any more. He goes after the ten to prove a point, to prove that China isn't going to be um dominated constantly by Japan, that they will now fight back, like Jason said. So I don't agree that it was revenge. I see it more as vengeance and uh, restoring the honour of this master who he did, I think in a way, looked up to. I think he looked up to every master in the um, uh, area because he clearly had a lot of respect for what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on to the cotton mill. Yes. Okay, so the cotton mill, we didn't really talk much about it because it's not really an important plot point in the movie. It's kind of a thing that's just there. I think it's, it's, it's an important plot point for Ip Man. Because mm. that's I've... the first time he actually takes up students. Yeah, that montage though. Right. And I don't know if you two noticed, but the colour starts to slowly come back through that montage. Yeah, yeah. I, I I noticed that I was like every so, like I was like okay there's more color coming into it it went from like gray and then it yeah. went maybe not as vibrant but it went to color. Mm. I personally found this part of the movie the weakest part, but that's my own opinion. I think this film yeah. is very strong, but I found the cotton mill part to be the weakest part for me personally. 
whatever. <laughs> there is no weak part. No, Jason I, I, I will agree with John. It was. Go yourself. I, I feel like I feel like <laughs> no, every film has to have waves. It's like there are amazing bits, like the ten-person fight scene, and then it all. Because then there's the, when those it can't all just be up. There has mm. to be like slower points in the movie. You're wrong. but i do think the cotton mill scene does redeem itself at the very end where ip man sacrifices himself for his brother Mm -hmm. i think i think it does end on a high it's it's middle is a bit weak for me and um yeah but and it was nice to see so the out of town is return in this set of scenes and it was nice to see him get his ass handed to him again the leader of the outer towners i think what's so good about this movie there's loads of like sub stories mm-hmm. like like because you had this this one about the two brothers yeah I, I, that's what I was oh gonna yeah mention. and then you have these out of towners and they have this kind of respect with it man and this and that master who, who dies mm-hmm. there's all of these like little sub stories and the cotton mill which was mentioned in the very first half of the movie. All these little sub-stories that make the world feel real. Well, that's what I was going to say. You can clearly tell that this is someone's life because I thought at points, oh, why have you brought that character back? It doesn't make sense from a narrative. Then I went, oh no, this is a real person's life because at this point I twigged that it was a real person because Mm -hmm. I'm not that stupid, (laughs) I hope. But Mm -hmm. no, then I twigged that, oh no, this is a real person's life. And they, some people do randomly show back up in your life. And it, it felt powerful when... Um, so the one friend who goes missing from the coal mine, we forgot to mention, had a brother who told about the master and Ip Man's duel um, and made it not a private affair by telling the whole town. Um, and he, this brother runs off and he's not seen again for like pretty much up until the cotton mill scene where he's now joined the outer towners to survive yeah and you can see why he's done it though you it isn't like oh i'm just a bad guy now because you shamed me this one time it's like no the japanese have given us no choice we need to live i need Mm -hmm. to survive and we see the the brother who ran away whenever he comes back it man kind of stops him because he asks that the brother asks where his brother is who passed away and it man gives him the the steel tin that the brother in the court mine had dropped and he gave mm-hmm. him this uh, steel tin and in it was the flag at the very beginning of the movie uh, no so it's not a flag it's a kite, um, kite. kite. sorry it's essentially sorry. the kite because that it starts the whole thing of him running away yeah yeah and then so it... that feeds in very subtle and i don't think it plays off in the second movie but anyway um it plays off because that brother don't spoil the second movie for it's, me. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not basically, at the very end of this movie is the person that helps it man escape is actually mm. the the brother. He's the one who's driving the lorry. Oh right. You, it it's, it says his name and you see him in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. It's a very quick thing him. though. It's very. I quick. missed that. I missed yeah. that honestly. Can it's we very quickly quick. mention why he runs away? Because I did laugh at this bit <laughs> yeah. like a child. Yeah. So the, brother, the, two, the two brothers were arguing uh, and 
one brother pulls the pants down of the other brother in front of everyone in that cafe. Yeah. And I laughed more than I should have like a child because that is still going to be funny to me even when I'm 50. <laughs> oh, but then just after that, whenever the police commissioner oh, dude yeah. comes over and is like, oh, what's going on here? You Ooh, guys should assist. You guys look all like uncivilized with all your martial arts. No, mm-hmm. Come to the modern day. We have guns. And then he points the gun in Ip Man's face and Ip Man grabs the gun. And then the fear, the fear that goes to the police commissioner eyes and he just pops out the chamber. Oh, badass. So badass. You can even see in Ip Man's eyes, like his face is just smug and a little bit cocky. <laughs> that's, that's what got me more about that one moment. But let's continue on. <laughs> Okay, so yes, the cotton mill happens. We get this awesome, awesome montage. Oh, to... hang on, sorry. Yeah. Um, so in the cotton mill, the nephew of Ip Man has been asked has been asking from the start of the movie to train uh, under Ip Man. So when these um, thugs come along, the outer towners, he tries to stand up to them when they first arrive and gets his ass literally handed to him in yeah. one millisecond. <laughs> but then when he comes back, and I did giggle at this, I thought this was comedically beautiful because of retribution for his past pain. But as he, um, the out of town, once again goes to attack him, he beautifully hits back and surprises him. And that's when all of the um, workers also take the stance Ip Man takes. So I just had to mention that before we move on. I thought that was a beautiful progression. Yeah, something that needs to be said that hasn't been said yet. The the guy who plays the out-of-towner, his name is Jin. The, the character's name is Jin, and the actor's name is Su Wong Fan. What an amazing actor. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He has a beautiful face for oh, acting, yeah. I mean. He's so expressive, and everything about him even his line delivery was phenomenal he was genuinely a treat to watch and especially when he's in the ramen shop at the start and he's eating the food really aggressively because he's frustrated and pent up that he's not getting a proper fight but then you see him walk with his tail between his legs after being beaten by it man it's so beautiful i think yeah, there's a there's a moment in yeah, in the cotton mill, he, he says the reason he does what he's doing is because he's hungry. And he, ne- he said to himself, I'm never going to be hungry again. Mm-hmm. And the way he delivers it, and it makes so much sense for his character of why he's so angry. Yeah. Like, he was, he was going to set up a school. Yeah. man beat him. He, then they get invaded by Japan, and they're starving. So he does what he needs to do to get by, which I think a lot of people did during that point. Yeah, of course you would. It's it's if, if it's you're hungry, fight, you, you know, will do what's necessary to survive. Yeah. It is like you were gonna say, survival of the fittest. I think the way he delivers that it's a short monologue, but a monologue all the same is really impressive. So after that, in this movie, uh, it man uses one of the traditional weapons of Wing Chun, which is the ten foot bow staff, and he uses that in the copper mill, and he uses that, and when he uses it, he hits Jin in the ear. And it actually deafens his ear. That's something we find out later. And then after that, Ip Man kind of goes off. And then the Japanese find out that Ip Man was there. And they go and kind of, oh, 
Oh yes, the bang bang scene. Right. Okay. I, I was hoping. You explain I was the bang bang remind scene. You. Okay. I loved this scene so very much. It made me. When, when was it? Was it before the cotton mill? I think it was. No, it was after, because he goes into hiding at, with the translator's family after. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Because they find out he was at the cotton. No, so That's how they find out about the cotton mill. No, it, it must have been it, before. I can't, I, uh, it might actually, yeah, it might have been. No, yes, it was before because they went into hiding and then whenever they the, find um, out about the cotton mill and then because he yeah. runs to the house, yeah. But anyway, so Ip Man's son is playing, I believe, uh, hide and seek, out, hide and seek, and then out of earshot, you just hear bang, 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 and in slowly walks Ip Man's son with finger guns and then Lizard Man with an actual pistol with his finger on the trigger saying bang to the kid. There and are so many things that made me angry. And really, just this movie's just so good. And the good thing about this is at the very beginning of this um, Japan invasion, when that man leaves to go and find work, he sees his son playing with the other kids going bang, 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 bang. Mm-hmm. And then it comes full circle when he's playing bang, bang, bang with Lizard Man. And then what does it man do because he's pointing a gun at his it son's man, he's face? living crap out of everyone. Yeah. Breaks um, Lizard Man's glasses on the steps when he goes oh, towards It Man's so wife. Brutal. He was like, yeah. so pretty. And It Man went, no, 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 no. <laughs> and just beat him as well as the soldiers. And it was so good. And then the police commissioner, who's now an interpreter, what does he do? He beats him as well. He breaks his leg. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But it didn't really. He breaks his leg, or did he just kick his leg? No, he kept see... kick. No, he kept kicking it mm-hmm. until he broke it. Oh, okay. And then he gets beat up to high heaven yeah. afterwards. But, <laughs> um, okay, so we, we covered that. So then afterwards, and then it's the cotton mill. Yeah, then then it's the cotton mill, and then the Japanese find out he was at the cotton mill and are basically ready to shoot his brother if he doesn't give up where it man is, mm-hmm. and it man kind of tells people to, "Can you take my wife and son away?" Yes. Take them away because we all know that because Ip Man is not going to train mm-hmm. the Japanese army. Well, this is what this is what the, the general said is because you've defied the Japanese army, you're going to die. However, if you train us, you can live. And this is the only option you have to live. And he says, um, hey, I'm not gonna train you, but I challenge you to a duel. And the interpreter goes, He'll think about it, but he wants to fight you. <laughs> the interpreter saves it man's life, fucking mm-hmm. so, to be honest. Um, so oh, hang on. Wait, yeah. sorry, just, this is just remind me of something that I need to say. I love that even though they were all speaking Cantonese, that the Japanese characters couldn't understand Ip Man yes. and that the interpreter did change his lines. And that happens a few times. Yes. Because so many times in films, you they speak, different languages but everyone can understand everyone and it's a bit like oh okay but in this one it, they kept that realism and they were like no they don't understand him they're just it man saying words at them and they're like hmm? what are you saying hmm? yeah. it's like that, um, that oh. 10v1 scene he was like what's your name and he was like i'm just a chinese man and then the translator or interpreter just goes it man <laughs> yeah <laughs> because <laughs> like, it, it really does save him because you know mm-hmm. you just say the wrong thing and blah. Right. so the reason so it man's gonna fight him whether he wins or loses either way he will get shot dead so he tells him to send the family out 
Um, and um, General Lizard Man asks him to throw the fight as well at this point. Well, he tells him, really, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said it in a polite way. <laughs> yeah, basically, if, if he you, asks if you him win, with a gun. Yeah, if you win, you're getting shot. Basically. Right. Um, Stuck to his gun. Which, which happened because we have the fight. Um, a really good fight. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought it was a bit, when I first watched it, I thought it was a bit lackluster. But it made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Ip Man wins. Everyone's like, because they the Japanese brought all the residents out to watch the fight so they could see their right. local hero, you know, be beaten up. Lose. Yeah. But that it didn't... was to crush the morale and spirit. Exactly. It was smart. The comment that they made, though, was even if Chinese martial arts wins, doesn't mean it's better than Japan's. <laughs> Which like it's like <laughs> which, no, mm, it does, it yeah, does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Ipman wins, and they're all really happy, and they're like Ipman, 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 and then Ipman gets shot. Yeah, <laughs> he gets <laughs> shot. He just gets shot, and then he gets shot in he the gets shoulder. Sh- yeah, he gets shot in the shoulder. Yeah, just and he falls anything and he's bleeding dangerous. out. Yeah, and he's bleeding out, and everyone starts fighting back. The interpreter dude shoots a lizard man in the face. Fucking yes. Sorry, the character really annoyed me. I was like, can someone just shoot them already? But you know what? Perfect bad guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a well-written, and I'm going to be honest, well-looking bad guy. As in, he just looks like an arsehole. He was a well-acted bad guy. That's the thing. Because he played the arsehole brilliantly, but you could see for the time period how he had risen up through the army. Because he was ruthless. He got the job done. You could tell right. that he was a man who was like, I'll just get it done. He looked like a lizard. Yeah. Let's be honest. He looked like a lizard. Lizard man. I, I want to spin off. Spin off on Lizard Man. <laughs> Your chronicles of Ip Man. Lizard Man. Origins. <laughs> Starring Hugh Jackman as Lizard Man. <laughs> and then we get to the point where they they bring it man onto the onto the truck and they're driving mm-hmm. to hong kong and then we have a lot of information afterwards that tells about it man's later life and this is the reason why i think that it man wasn't supposed to be no and i movie and i agree with you because I... they tell you events they basically tell you later. what happens when he goes to hong kong right and it's like well if you knew there was going to be more movies why would you tell us i think they thought it was going to just be a one-off yep of the whole story, like his early life, and then they would round it out with subtitles with the end of the story. See, then I am, they got given another chance. See, as I've not watched uh, the other movies, I genuinely was a bit confused to where they were going after reading that because they did tell me what he did in Hong Kong. So when I, when you guys just said the second movie is about Hong Kong, I'm like, yeah, but I know what happened in Hong Kong because mm-hmm. I read the ending of the film. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that makes It Man such an amazing movie just to watch by itself. It's not like a movie right. that you need to watch all the others. You can watch It Man and be happy for the rest of your life. Hmm. Um, okay, I put down some notes which I haven't said yet. Okay, yeah, so I'm just go. gonna. It's around. time for Jason's quick fire review. So it's really not much of a rant. I'm just gonna say a few things. <laughs> <laughs> So I mentioned earlier about the score, mm-hmm. how awesome it is. And it's by a guy called Kenji Kawai. He also did Ghost in the Shell, if anybody knows that. 
So yeah, so if you like that, you'll love this, the score in this movie. I love the score. I sing along to it all the time. And then just a fun fact about Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen is a skilled martial artist in various styles, including Wing Chun, which he learned from Ip Shun, the elder son of the real life Ip Man. Fun fact. And then when I typed up Ip Man on my notes, it auto-corrected to OP Man. Yeah, minded that. And I was like, well, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Jason, He's OP. All I will say is watch the newest one. Oh, really? Watch the newest one. Okay. It is great. John, watch the rest of them. But actually, no. Skip three, watch two and four. But now you've made my expectations bad. I was going into these blind, Jordan. Yeah, let's do the same to me. I think because we like this so much, we'll probably get to do the the other movies. I think that that should be a fun thing to do. Okay, so summary is this is a good fucking movie. Watch it. That's it. If if you like martial arts, if you like fighting, if you like good storytelling, watch this film. You know what? I will say this. Even if you don't like martial arts, because my partner doesn't, she couldn't get her eye. She kept having to refocus on what she was doing. And she said to me, I keep wanting to watch it. I know I shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, so this the, the, the genres for this movie is action drama and then there's like some biography elements and some history elements to it so it's really good and john said earlier there is some comedic moments it's just a good solid movie more than it's such a good movie. well-rounded in all areas i believe yeah if you are thinking of ever making your own action film watch this film because it has everything it has heart it has action it's drama it's so well done in everything that it tries even in the less than stellar moments it's still performing better than most films and that's a testament john have you seen much eastern action movies um i haven't watched much action from the east but i've watched a few bits like um old boy Mm-hmm. I want to say Enter the Dragon's East, but I'm not sure now because I think it might yeah. be Western. I think it's like a mix of both. Yeah. So, okay, then what we might do is we might watch some down the line, like months, months, maybe years down the line. So it's gonna, I'm going to introduce you to some of my favourite Jackie Chan films, which are from the 80s. Oh, Story, we're going to watch Project Rush Day. Hour, boys. <laughs> Yes. No, we're going to watch good Jackie Chan movies. Oh, or... so we're going to watch Rush Hour, boys. So we're going to watch the Foreigner, boy. Foreigner's not bad. <laughs> it's not. Um, but like these are next. Like these are before like Jackie Chan like has broken every bone bone in his body. Movies. And my favorite Jackie Chan movie is Legend of the Drunken Master, which you need to watch. So these are all action it. comedy. Oh, it's so good. Action comedies. So this will be like the other side okay so what you're telling me is it's a uh, rush hour you shut <laughs> up um, <laughs> um apologies for all the swearing folks um <laughs> there was swearing some of us are very passionate about this movie aren't it's, we jason <laughs> i love eastern cinema i love it so much it's so much better it's just the detail there's so much detail that's just so good anyway scores on the boards so we're going to keep it the same. 
we'll do out of 100 each and we will put that into our friends the calculators does anybody else have any notes before we move on i could talk about this film for hours but we have to end it soon yeah, <laughs> yes we do so good yeah so jordan score out of 100 95 john i'm going quite high for me anyway a 93 and jason uh the, right the issue right <laughs> I don't really have any movies that's like a perfect score. I think it's I, a very. I don't think you very, can do that. No, there's always but, something. But when I look at this movie and I watched it, I'm like, I can't really see anything wrong. I have no negatives except except for Netflix. So we watched this on. Did everyone watch it on Netflix? Yeah, I watched yeah. it on Netflix. Netflix. Netflix subtitles are lazy as fuck. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. There was one moment where it literally said name question mark and i was like excuse me and they didn't and i'm going to be honest they didn't say because there were a couple moments it's just they shortened down everything or they mm. changed the wording of it they're like i've because i've seen the dvd version mm -hmm. and there was some difference in subtitles so yeah anyway Jason, like what is your score on the board <sighs> It has to be a hundred. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first hundred. It has to be. If Jason. I can't think of anything wrong with this movie, and I love it, and I watch it every day, <laughs> it's a hundred. Every day, not, but not, not the day that, you know, we, we watch we, it. Right, how about you review. stop calling me out? <laughs> don't call me out now, just at me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's put that into our friend, the calculator. I believe that is a 96 in total. I've got 96 as well. 96 it is. So, there you go. the official score for Ip Man 2008 starring Donnie Yen is a 96 out of 100 from the Three Halves pod. And as always, you don't need to listen to anybody else's review. This is the only review you need to listen to because we are three white males who know everything about cinema, even though we just left uni doing theatre. Okay, so and psychology and psychology and psychology. We got a little psychology <laughs> fix put in there. Okay, what are we reviewing next week, folks? I believe next week is Knives Out. Knives yes, Out. Yes, interesting. I've never watched Knives Out. I have. I have, I have also. watched it. Yeah, so, so I'm going blind. This is my film. Right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow us and these leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If we get enough reviews, you might start reading it out. Recommend us to your friends if you enjoyed us. And if you didn't like the swearing, well. <laughs> <laughs>